What's up? You are now a part of the Mr. Thinkies podcast. Today I got a special, special guest. I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hey, everybody. This is Kay Griffiths. I am a licensed professional counselor, mentor, encourager, and uh, public speaker here in the Las Vegas area. Thank you for having me on. All right, all right. So today we're gonna we we're not gonna spend too much time today. We might just do a little thirty minute session unless it start getting really, really. You know what you know what I'm saying? Deep. The floor is yours. I got as much time as you need. I just had I didn't I didn't I didn't let you know you was coming on here, so I kind of just rushed it in. But I had to get this done. I had to get yes, this in with you. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you take the floor and say what you gotta say to the people. It must have been very important because last time we tried to do this, we had a lot of static and weird little things going on. So go ahead and talk to the people. All right. Thank you so much for the platform. Um, As I said before, my name is Kay Griffiths, and I am a licensed professional counselor, graduated from Texas A&M University with a master's degree in counseling. Um, Got a lot of background in human resources and working in the social services industry. One of the things that I wanted to talk about that I'm very passionate about is the mental health of our Black people in urban environments, uh, in particular, our Black people in, in, our, in our immediate family. Um, right now, we are in these quote-unquote unprecedented times, as the media puts puts it out there and uh, there are a lot of things going on we have a lot of riots going on we have a lot of people that are isolated we have a lot of people that are uneducated and we have a lot of different media platforms that are delivering a lot of different messages for people that have mental illnesses such as depression paranoid schizophrenia some people are suffering with uh, um combat disorders, just various diagnoses that are across the gamut. Um, We need to reach out to these people because those people are the most easily affected by these type of uh, situations. The isolation, the fear, the confusion, the uh, distrust of of what is normally something that's comforting to them. All these things that can cause people to look for other sources of comfort. Uh, One of the main things that I had discussed with you before, I think when we were talking about the riots that were going on, is that there were people that were going into the neighborhoods, uh, into our inner cities and recruiting and particular people that had mental health issues and having them participate in um, those uh, events that were occurring that were not positive in the community. Uh, Black Lives Matter is one of the uh, most common platforms that people associate with the um, current climate and the protests and the movement for bringing attention to injustice in our African-American communities. But there were some people out there that were causing a conflict that were not 
being a positive part of the movement and a lot of those people were being recruited um, as quiet as it's kept there were people that were going into the into the hood as we call it quote unquote I'm going to be real they were going into the hood and they were uh-huh. finding people that had mental health issues and wow. they were recruiting them and they were paying them money mm. to go out and cause rough chaos you know break in buildings cause fires and not so many of these people were even African-American people. Who do you think, were, I don't want to cut you off, but who do you think was doing the hiring? Who knows? I, I really don't want to speak on that because yeah. when you start getting into conspiracy theories and yeah. you start getting into uh, fact checking, but it was going on. It okay. Was definitely, it was definitely going on. Because you know how uh, some of our people are, they'll be like, you got receipts, you know. <laughs> they never want to well, believe nothing, you know. They just think everything is fake, and they, you know. Well, <laughs> one of the one of the organizations that I can definitely say that was doing this was Antifa. Um, mm, what is Antifa, that? Antifa is an anti-fascist organization that is against anything that's government, anything that's political. Uh, they feel that the government has no rule, and I would just encourage people to do their research on. Uh, organizations like Antifa and there are others out there people in the KKK different organizations they're going out they're trying to take the focus off the movement of what's really going on they want us to be perceived as animals and who they targeted those people that have mental health issues if you see Johnny on the corner every day and you you are already scoping out the neighborhood to find the most vulnerable they do that yeah, I want, I want to. I want to make sure I say something. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm gonna let you get back to it. I just want before I forget this real fast. I used to be a payee of a guy, Cameron Walton. I want to say he's he's a, he's a you know he's has the you know the the mental issues and he's locked up incarcerated right now fighting the case due to his uh, schizophrenic and all that. I, I actually used to be the payee for this guy. So shout out to Cameron Walton. You can continue. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um... Uh, they, they, there are predators out there that go into areas like in Chicago right now. You're looking at all this gun violence in New York. You have people that are getting killed in drive-bys that are, for instance, there was a young man and his daughter that were walking and some guy walks by, drives by, yells a, a racial slur and shoots him. Um, why? That's crazy. And then you have another guy that was killed and someone paid him to do it. And he had a mental issue and he killed a rapper. Um, yeah, yeah. In the breezeway. And they said that there was a beef going on. But this guy that they convicted or that they that they pinned these charges on has a mental health condition. You talking about the Eric Holder, Nipsey Hussle thing? No, no, no. Not oh, okay. the Eric Holder, Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey uh. Hussle. This just happened in New York. Oh, okay. Well, say so that's the same situation with Eric Holder. But same thing with Eric Holder. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. had a mental illness. If he's the one, I don't even believe he did it. So, you know. Well, that's and, what they want yeah, us to think. Yeah. That just gives fuel to the fire that they are predators out there who are going and they are recruiting individuals that have mental illnesses that commit crimes or that cause chaos in tumultuous times as we are experiencing right now. And they want to blame it on the mental illness and then they're pinpointing the fact that they're African-American. So those are two common denominators 
that we really need to start paying attention to, especially in our family dynamics. Do we have people that we are accountable for in our families that have a diagnosis? that we really don't keep in touch are we checking on these people like me myself i have a cousin that was affected uh he has a he suffers from schizophrenia right now because he was exposed to drugs and so his mental capacity is that of uh of a 15 year old i want to say but he's very aggravated and he's easily influenced to do anything negative you can tell him come on let's go do this and that and because he stuck in 1985 where everything was gangster gangster he's yeah. willing to do it he'll do it if you pay him so we have to keep him confined and we have to keep a close check on him that's why i am so passionate about keeping an eye on our family members that have a mental illness Sometimes we don't want to deal with it. Sometimes we feel like that's not our responsibility, but it is. It is. In the grand scheme of things, with the way that the political climate is, the way that the um, racial climate is, the way that we have all these different events going on that are fueled by tensions, by hate, by, by negativity, we need to pay attention to those that are most vulnerable especially those that are most vulnerable that are out in the community. Like with this COVID-19, they lock people up, they lock you up, and then they let you back out. Can you imagine how that is affecting people that have really strong, that suffer from delirium or paranoid delusions or, or schizophrenia, which is one of the most common ones that we spoke on several times, but just that suffer from those type of diagnoses and they're finally let out. They're looking for something to get into. Yeah. So as, a, as responsible members of the community, I do think that we really need to start taking a look at our family members, we need to get them involved in the community. We need to make sure that they are aware of the resources that are available to them when they start feeling the pressures of the current and the, the current climate. Um, we need to start pinpointing and making sure that we are doing what we need to do to take Here's, care of other people. I have a question. Uh, are you familiar with any of the medications that these people are on? Oh, yeah, a lot of them, they take, uh, they start them out with small medications. A lot of them are um, lithium, Wellbutrin. Oh, God. Uh, tramadol. Uh, tramadol, wait, now see, see. I have, tramadol is I, a pain medication. I know what it is. I had a very yeah. bad injury that I don't want to speak on right now. But they uh -huh. gave me tramadol and I was, I was seeing stuff and and I only took it for one night. I was seeing uh -huh. stuff. I, I think I was hearing stuff. I, I, I was kind of just not myself. My emotions started changing. I'm not the type of person to cry. I think I wanted to cry and laugh at the same time. I kept throwing up all night. Uh -huh. I couldn't sleep, couldn't stay awake. It was the worst thing ever. So it's even on my charts that never give me Trimadol. So you telling me this is stuff they giving people that alone. The, the Trimadol itself is crazy. Now here's one that I do know about Zoloft. A lot of people uh, I've talked to, they take that Zoloft, and I know that shit there instantly make you have thoughts of suicide or killing somebody, uh, a straight up depression. Oh yeah, so, they put I them mean, on like Halidol. Uh, I think Halidol is one of them. Um, 
uh, and I also, I also, also believe that these, I also believe that people's parents shouldn't put kids on riddle and none of that stuff because they say that stuff it takes a lot away from you. They say people don't, they don't end up being the person they're supposed to be in life when they use riddle, and it kind of messes up the mind and makes them always be locked into doing crimes and thinking evil. The riddling. Well, so, my brother, um, just to get off track for a few minutes. Ritalin is a medication that's prescribed to mainly children that are that are African-American or minority children when the educators cannot deal with the level of their intelligence because they can't stay focused on those minimal tasks that they're providing them in our schools. These are the children that actually need more attention. They don't need medication to calm them down. They need more attention. They need more activity. They need things to be brought into their spectrum that they can focus on. My brother, was prescribed Ritalin at a young age. I'll never forget that. He was in kindergarten and the teacher couldn't understand why he couldn't be still, but he wasn't having a problem comprehending what she was teaching him. As a matter of fact, he was completing the tasks that were put before him before any of the other children. And once he completed that, he needed something else to do, but she wasn't able to keep up with him. So yeah. what they do is when they can't keep up with the kids, they put the kids on the medication to slow them down. And mm -hmm. in the long run, it harms our children. That's why my mom took him off of Ritalin. And by the time he turned 22, 23, he was a genius. He had woodworking skills. He could design anything out of a piece of wood. What it does is suppresses their mental capabilities and it makes them become like zombies or something. Exactly. Where, I mean, this was a guy that had a voracious appetite for playing and sports and all sorts of activities when we were a kid. He taught me how to play croquet and I was two years older than him and he went and got the croquet game from the store and taught me how to play it. And it's like that energy was suppressed. I saw my brother disappearing in front of me when they put him on Ritalin and my mom mm. did too and she took him off of it and we moved to another school district and back then they had programs where they were called Talented and Gifted which was TAG and um, yeah. he was actually a talented and gifted child. Man. Where we came from in a small country town that had less than 30,000 people in it they couldn't control and they wanted everybody to be at the same slow pace. They put him on medication. They recommended that my mom put him on Ritalin to slow him down. And that wasn't even the case. So, yeah, God is one of the things. And if you leave your kids on that, because so many people have become accustomed to following the Democrat. Well, I'm not going to get political. But no, get, have, yeah, don't, no, it's that time. Go ahead. <laughs> this, is have, your, this is your platform today. This is all uh, what you want to say. I don't even no. have really nothing to say. I don't have nothing to say. I've been waiting to get you on here so long. Spill it all. Well, you no, know, so many people have gotten so accustomed to uh, being told what to do. Mm -hmm. And we could get into a political conversation if we if, if we were if that was the platform right now. But so many people are being told what to do in cases of where there exists a mental health condition in their family and they're not doing the research. And these are these are situations that probably could have been nipped in the bud many, many years ago. But because so many people have become codependent upon a program or become codependent upon a government funded um, um, 
medical system that is contracted with the pharmaceutical agencies to pay for so many recommendations for these many people taking this much medication that in the long run they just become experiments and they become addicted to these medications and as they become adults and they grow through adolescence and puberty they don't know how to deal there you there that leads to adult crime like your friend as you were uh, were saying that leads to them committing crimes when they become adults because they really never learn how to grow how to deal without being medicated so they begin to self medicate it and there you go with the drugs and the alcohol and when they do most times get out of a out of a system or whatever then they have a psychiatric condition which requires medication which requires us again to monitor our families and our friends that we know are suffering from mental health diagnosis mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's a big cycle and we could go on and on and on and we could we could go into so many different avenues and there are so many different topics that you can that you can touch on when you're dealing with mental health like what is the cause uh when did it start what are the medications what are the what are the effects of the medicate of the medications but right now what we're talking about is keeping an eye on those people that we cherish that we love or that we know are in our families and our communities that have a mental health diagnosis if you see Leroy standing on the corner and you know he there every day and all he wants to do is drink a beer and smoke a cigarette but all of a sudden you see Leroy disappearing and you see Leroy in a different context you need to start paying attention to Leroy and what's going on with him who has he been exposed to or what is he being exposed to and is he being taken advantage of because right now people with mental illnesses are being taken advantage of now explain have- that what do you mean taken advantage of how in regards to recruiting to participate in hmm. criminal activities in these uh unconformed uncon well not I don't want to say conform because I'm not going to conform to anything but they're being recruited to take to participate in events and activities that are not productive to a policy change hmm you know i'll go and i'll get these special needs guys that i know stay at this halfway house right here for mental health patients and they always drinking beer smoking cigarettes but they got enough sense to know what how it's going to benefit them i'll get a car for them get them 50 60 dollars and we'll go bust these windows and we'll blame it on the black lives matter movement okay yeah keep talking i'm uh <laughs> Keep talking for like, here's what I need you to do. I just need you to keep talking to the people for like one minute and a half. I'm using the bathroom real fast. Stay on there. We still recording. And I keep talking to the people and I'll be right back in oh, wow. two minutes. No, keep going. Keep going. I'm still, we still on the line recording. Just keep talking to the people. I got, I just gotta, I just gotta pee for two minutes. Keep it going. You're gonna, you're gonna put that on this podcast, but still. That's okay. That's okay. The most important thing. I just didn't want I, you to say nothing and I didn't respond, but it's okay. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Hold on. And I'm, Keep going. Okay. Well, the most important thing is to just, you know, take care of those that you love. Keep an eye out for the people in your community that you know have a mental health diagnosis and watch out for your friends and your family. Other than that, we just need to make sure that we are doing our due diligence and keeping an eye on the people that we know have a mental health diagnosis. Make sure that we ourselves are aware of the resources that are available in our communities, that we are uh, vigilant in 
and being a source of positive change and that we can also uh, be in contact with the caretakers of the people to ensure that everyone is on the same page and keeping our entire community safe. So basically, that's it for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll they'll be right back on the line in just a few minutes. But it was a pleasure talking to all the people that were listening. I'm right here. All right. All right. <laughs> Don't try to get off. <laughs> and I did wash my hands. Like All everybody right should then. be doing. <laughs> Practice social distancing and wash your hands. That's right. There's a lot of That's people right. that ain't doing it. Believe me. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and there are a lot of people. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm glad we were able to get this message out there. I hope that somebody hears it. I hope that someone pays attention to it. And I hope that somebody takes the step that they need to take in order to do a little more research and find out how they can be a positive yeah. uh, influence on these people in our community that are being affected by this. Our people that have mental health conditions, they are being targeted and we need to pay attention to that. A lot of us, we don't live in the hood and we really don't know what's going on, but it's happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, people be forgetting about that mental health stuff. You know, oh, yeah, it's, it's very they, important. They're so focused on everything else. They ain't, they ain't remembering that. Oh, yeah. But as a counselor and a, and a public speaker and a community advocate, to me, it's a cause that is very important. Um, I have people in my family that have mental health conditions. And even though I live in another state, I make sure that somebody else is taking care of them. And that's what we all have to do. We can't get what we need unless we give it away and take care of somebody else. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. All right, Stinky Mon. Thank you so much for having me on. We got some more stuff, I guess, we could talk about, like this shutdown that we're getting ready to be experience, and uh, maybe some you, things to do during shutdown to keep you positive and keep you settled. Yeah, they say we're going back to phase one. Is this real or is this fake or what's I going don't on? Know. That's what Cicelec said. Uh, They're implementing some steps to go in that way. But then again, when we do go there, we're going to be experiencing some uh, depression. People are going to be depressed. People are going to have financial issues. The the rate of suicide goes up. Just all these different things that you can touch on. Messages that people need to hear that somebody like them understands what they're going through and that there are resources out there that are available to them and all they have to do is ask for help that's it all right well thanks for coming on my podcast today and uh, hopefully hopefully you come back because you got too much knowledge not to come back you know we the the people need to hear you so after this is over i'll call you back and uh but uh that there you have it mr stinky coming at you live like a bullet bless bye